You're listening to Trickle Down Theories, where football knowledge is power. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now, here's Eric Trickle. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Trickle Down Theories. I am your host, Eric Trickle. On Trickle Down Theories, we talk about all things NFL and draft, and we have a small focus on the Denver Broncos, as I am an analyst with MileHighHuddle.com. We talk about all things from signings, trades, rosters, team needs, just anything and everything you can think of. And everyone, I am back after a couple months of just being super busy. Got married during my break. I My daughter had her first birthday. I started working a new job that I'm still living and breathing from, thankfully, despite some people's threats. Those that don't know and maybe care, even though, and those of you who don't, I work security at a courthouse and there's quite a few, quite a few people that walk in and do decide to threaten us, even though they're in the courthouse. So it's uh, definitely interesting. There have been a few attempts over the years and yeah, there was actually one not long after I started. So I'm still here. And now that things have calmed down a little bit, getting ready to get back into my groove and bring new podcasts weekly. Now, during the break, there wasn't really a lot that happened, but I'm coming back just in time for training camp. So that's what this podcast is going to focus on. We're going to be talk, breaking down the different camp battles that are going on for the Denver Broncos and potentially name some winners of it. And if you haven't done so yet, go to mileyhuddle.com and check out our State of the Broncos series. We are breaking down each position of the Denver Broncos from starters all the way down to the guys who have a small chance to make the make the roster. So make sure you're giving those a read. I've been I've done the offensive line, I've done the defensive line, and I'm working on the outside linebackers at the time of this recording. Hopefully I'll have it out not much long afterwards. Anyways, after I'm done talking about these camp battles that are going to be happening, I'm going to take a couple questions from Twitter. I think right now I only have one, so it may only be one. So that said, it's let's jump into this position battles. There isn't one for starting quarterback. Thank God because having a competition for starting quarterback is one of the worst things ever. Denver, they do have one for the backup quarterback position between Paxton Lynch and Chad Kelly. And from what I understand, the battle isn't isn't really going on. It seems like Paxton Lynch is a little bit ahead of Chad Kelly. And from people I've spoken to within the organization, it's, not, it's more than just a little bit. There seems to be a pretty big margin between the two and where they're at as quarterbacks in the NFL right now. So all things considered, I've been basically told that Pax Lynch is going to be your backup quarterback this year. I know a lot of fans are ready to move on from him. I know a lot of Bronco fans are excited about what Chad Kelly can do, but I was told that he'll be pushed back yet another year. Let him see what he can do next year and beyond. But right now it's Pax Lynch's job. The real battle for the starting position is at running back. And you've got Devontae Booker and Royce Freeman, the rookie. Devontae Booker, he has quite a bit of experience in it, but he still hasn't really gone over the hump. He's a good receiving back out of the backfield. That's where he has been more effective, more than, and he hasn't been as effective running the ball. So they got to find some balance there or at least have him step forward. I'm not sure, 100% sure if Booker can. I think he's a bigger, or I think he's a better back than some fans give him credit for. And Denver did have a lot of faith in him. They only took Royce Freeman because he fell to a point where they didn't think he would actually be. And so they felt that they had to jump on that opportunity. And then you have D'Angelo Henderson, Philip Lindsay, and David Williams in there. I wouldn't be surprised if all three, all five of these backs make it. I would be looking more at four of them to open up position versatility elsewhere and not Andy Janovich making the roster. But anyways, the reason why I mentioned Philip Lindsay making it is because he's going to be battling with Isaiah McKenzie for the returner spot. And I've heard that he's actually been doing a really good job fielding punts, fielding kicks. So 
that's going to add into what he brings to the offense as well. So there's a couple different battles going on at running back right now, even though one of them is between a running back and a receiver for returner position. But this is going to be one of the more interesting positions to watch because you have Case Keenum, the starter there. And what he's going to need really is he's going to need an effective ground game to really help take pressure off of him and be have an effective passing game. And so hopefully that's going to be able to take that pressure off and really help this offense going forward because they have enough talent on this roster to actually make it back to the playoffs and their schedule is easy enough to make it back to the playoffs but they just got to get they have to execute on the field there's really not many battles going on at on the offensive line we know the left tackle is going to be Garrett Bowles. We know the left guard is going to be, or one of the guards is going to be Ronald Leary. Everyone I've spoken to within the organization has said that he's moving back to left guard. Center is Matt Paradis. Then you have your right tackle and Jared Vildier. People I've been talking with have been saying that Connor McGovern or Billy Turner will be, they're having a small battle for that right guard spot. So we'll see what happens there. I would, I would bet on Connor McGovern walking away with this job. He played really well in the preseason last year. And when he saw the field for the Broncos during the season, he played really well as well. Tight end, um, there's not there's not really a battle at tight end, despite what some people may want to say. It's Jake Butt. He seems to be the guy. Jeff Hireman is behind him. Troy from Magali and Austin Trailer are going to be involved as well. I think the battle here is going to be, is Austin Trailer or Troy from Magali or is one of these guys going to be effective enough to be able to move back and play fullback and be able to move on from Andy Janovich? when they use those formations because Andy Janovich, he kind of basically does one thing. His special teams play really plummeted last year from the the year before. And that's one thing that he, one thing that helped keep him around was special teams plays and that he struggled with that. So it's going to be interesting to see if he's able to stick around beyond this year or stick around this year anyways. And I'd be looking at one of these other, one of these tight ends to be able to step up and show that they can do the fullback duties when needed and provide position versatility because that's not really there with Andy Janovich. Receiver, it all depends on how many – at receiver, it all depends on how many receivers decide to take. If they only take five, we know the five. Corlin Sutton, Demarius Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, Deshaun Hamilton, and Carlos Henderson, those are going to basically be your guys. You have Thomas and Sanders who are the veterans that are really – are the big guys on the group. You have Cortland Sutton, a second-round pick, Carlos Henderson, a third-round pick, and Deshaun Hamilton, a third- or fourth-round pick. So you have a lot of – I think he was a fourth-round pick, but you have a lot invested into the position. If they decide to keep six, then I'll be looking at Jordan Taylor or Isaiah McKenzie. It all depends on what happens with returner. If Philip Lindsay isn't able to take the returner job, then I would probably bet on Isaiah McKenzie being that number six receiver because he's going to be a returner. And Jordan Taylor, he's actually getting a shot. But I think this is fine. This is his last year in the last year with the Denver Broncos, Jordan Taylor's, because even though he is a fan favorite, he's still yet to really emerge as a player. And Denver can't keep betting on that. One name that I wouldn't count out, though, is Tim Patrick. I've spoken to quite a few people that are absolutely loving what he has been doing with them this offseason so far. So for the offensive side of the ball, there's really not that many. I mean, you have the backup quarterback position again. You have the you have running back, which is going to settle who's going to be the starter, who's going to be the backup. And quite frankly, you're probably going to see them see like a pretty close to even split between the two with their usage between the number one and number two guys. So between Booker and Freeman, and then you're going to have D'Angelo Henderson involved in there as well as that number three guy. Tight end, there's not really much of a battle. You have a small battle going on at right guard. You have a battle going on for that six-receiver spot if they decide to keep six. 
and then returner, which has an effect on what's going to happen with their what happened on offense between their main returner options being between receiver and running back. On the defensive side of the ball, it's pretty much the same. There's really not that many battles going on. I mean, you know who your two of your three starting defensive linemen are going to be. It's going to be Derek Wolf and Dama Tapeco. Who the other one's going to be, I think it's kind of like at running back. You'll kind of see a um, rotation of the two with Adam Godses and Shelby Harris. Adam Godses is the better run defender. Shelby Harris is the better pass rusher. Is the better pass rusher, so you'll kind of probably see a split between there. Clinton McDonald, he's gonna, he's hopefully gonna be able to get practice and be able to actually show what he can bring because he is a pass rusher and interior pass rusher. That is why Denver signed him because they were lacking that last year. So hopefully he's able to bring it. Demarcus Walker's involved in there, and even Zach Curry, he might be able to step up and do something to get onto the field in a good amount of reps, but. Those are the guys that are competing there. I, I would probably bet on get on Adam Godsis or Shelby Harris being the starter with if Clinton McDonald makes it and Walker and Kerr and the other one kind of being the backups more so. At inside linebacker, there is actually a pretty big battle going on here between um, Josie Jewell and Todd Davis. By the time training camp's done, I totally expect this to be Josie Jewell's job. Todd Davis, I, he gets a lot of flack for how he is in run defense. And I do think that he is a little bit better than some fans want to give him credit for. Or, I mean, in pass coverage, not run defense. He is a little bit better in pass coverage than fans want to give him credit for. But it all depends on how you use him. Run defense, he's one of the best run defending linebackers there are in the NFL. That was the case last year. Josie Jewell, he brings a lot more in pass coverage. He's more instinctive. He's He seems to have a higher football IQ. And I think that's going to be the key there is having that more instinctive player playing coverage to really help out the defense, especially when it comes to covering those tight ends uh, and running backs out of the backfield. They got to have a guy who can probably read the play a little bit quicker and have more instincts about what's going to happen. Then obviously there's going to be a battle for the backup job. Basically whoever wins the starting other starting job opposite Brandon Marshall, the other one, the loser is going to be the backup. But you also have it for the other backup. Is it Zara Anderson or is it going to be Keishon Barrera? Zara Anderson's another fan favorite, but he is really bad when it comes to playing in pass coverage and his run defense is just okay. Keishon Barrera, he's another one of those instinctive linebackers. So this is going to be actually pretty interesting to watch. For me personally, I actually get more intrigued by the guys who are competing for the backup spots than the starting jobs because they have a lot more on the line. A lot of these guys, it's basically if they don't win this backup job, then they're done in the NFL. Whereas if you lose a starting job, you're just a backup. It's kind of a sad reason as to why I like watching these backups. And I really do hope that everybody, all these players can play well and do great in training camp because there is nothing better for the Denver Broncos, really. I mean, it's kind of a double-edged sword, double-edged sword but if they all do really great, then that's great for the team moving forward, although it does make cuts, some cuts hard. But they're able to do well. They're able to get the tape out there and hopefully catch on with another team. So that's why I like to see them do well. And then uh, outside linebacker, there's definitely a battle going on for the starter opposite Von Miller. Obviously, I don't think it really needs to be spoken on, but there's not going to be a competition for is with Von Miller as to if he's a starter or not. It's pretty cut and dry there. Von Miller is a starter. End of story. But if is Shane Ray going to be healthy enough to make an impact early on and fight for the starting job? Is it going to be Bradley Chubb? 
everything I've heard is that Bradley Chubb is planned on being the starter, but obviously he has to look good enough in training camp and preseason to be able to handle those duties. And then Shaq Barrett is also involved in this as well, but he's probably going to be just the number four pass rusher. And then you've got Jeff Holland as well fighting for a roster spot. I've been trying to talk, find somebody who has any idea as to why he went undrafted. And from everybody I've talked to, they're not really sure why. I talked to a couple guys with the Broncos organization, and they weren't really sure why he fell undrafted. And Denver was surprised that he did. So there's got to be something there. And either A, they really don't know, or B, they're just not telling me. Now, we do still have a little bit to get into. But first, I want to say thank you to our great sponsor in Audible. You guys can get a free audiobook download and a free 30-day trial if you go to www.audibletrial.com slash huddle up. Over 180,000 titles to choose from on your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Again, that is www.audibletrial.com slash huddle up. Now, Audible is great. I've used it quite a bit. I know my wife now, she's used it, and it's really such a great site. You have so many different books at it at your disposal, and it's something that you can just – doesn't matter what you're doing. You can sit there and start playing it. I like to uh, throw a book on when I'm writing some and throw on some headphones and just focus on what I'm writing as I'm listening to a book that I've been interested in reading, especially now that I'm married. I've got a one-year-old daughter who's get, crawling around getting into everything – between work, I just don't have time to sit down and really read. So, audiobooks is great, and this is the best one that I've been able to find, and I've been using it for a while. Now, other battles on the defensive side of the ball is I was talking about the outside linebacker with Shane Ray. Again, just to touch up on it and finish up on it, is he's coming back from injury. Shane Ray is so. There's some debate as to if he even makes this roster. Denver may look to trade him and then just carry Shaq Barrett and Jeff Holland as their backups, which saves Denver some money. So I wouldn't be surprised at all if they go that way. They've shown before that they're not hesitant they're not hesitant at all to pull the trigger to cut somebody to free up some money. The quarter cornerback position is where the battles really start to get interesting because you have Chris Harris. You know he's gonna be one of the starters. But then who's gonna start opposite him? Is Bradley Roby going to take that next step forward? They haven't ruled out Tremaine Brock taking that spot. Isaac Yidham's involved in this as well, even though he's probably going to be that third or fourth receiver or third or fourth cornerback, but he's still involved in this battle. So you have three guys fighting for the number two and number three position, and then it'll work itself out. I wouldn't be surprised if Bradley Roby does eventually win the job and Tremaine Brock is the number number three corner or even number four corner if, Yidam is able to take that next step. And then you also have a battle for the fifth and sixth cornerback spot if they decide to carry six. Is it going to be Marcus Rios? Is it going to be Brendan Langley? Who word has been is that Brendan Langley's really starting to look really good on that was looking really good this offseason, that things are clicking for him. He's really improved. He spent some time trying to get technique stuff down because that was an issue last year. He was a raw athlete more than a cornerback and that was an issue, and they've been working on. He's been working on fixing that, and all word is that he's been looking really good. And then safety as well is um, Darian Stewart and Justin Simmons are going to be the starters. Is Darian Stewart going to stick around? Because as I said before, Denver has shown that they're not hesitant to cut, to move on from players. 
Sua Cravens, what's he going to do? Is Will Parks going to be able to stick around? Because, again, from what I've been hearing from people within the organization, DeMonte Thomas, Jamal Carter, even, even Trey Marshall, the rookie, they are breathing down his neck. Will Parks, if he can't keep it clean on the field, because he has a lot of issues with penalties, and he loses his head, he makes mental mistakes. If he can't clean that up, he might not make this roster, especially with two guys breathing down his neck. So that's going to be something else that's going to be have to keep an eye on. Now, before I finish this up and answer this question that I have on Twitter and get to the next little subject that I'm going to talk about, I want to just remind you listeners to please give us a click and subscribe to us on iTunes as well as Stitcher. Don't forget to share us on Facebook and Twitter. We wouldn't be here today without your listeners. So as a call to action, please go take the time, go to iTunes or Spreaker, rate, subscribe, let your voices be heard on how you enjoyed the show. This is so appreciated as if it wasn't without, wasn't for you guys, we wouldn't be able to do something that we absolutely love to do. So please do go and help spread the word around. Now, the one question I got is on Twitter and it's from David Cromlow and it decrom at decrom NFL. And he goes, what is the most likely outcome? A Keenum has a similar year this year to, as he had with the Vikings in 2017. B Keenum plays like he did during his Rams Texans seasons. See, Keenum's performance this year will be somewhere between A and B. I think that he's going to be not – I think he's going to be close to A, but not quite there. So I, so technically my answer would be B, C. But I think he's going to be a lot closer to A than a lot of people think. Um, and that's all Denver needs. They don't have to have a guy who goes out there and throws for 5,000 yards and 40-plus touchdowns. They just need a guy to go out there, lead the offense, be effective, move the ball, and help put points on the board. That's all they need. Because last year, they didn't have that. Keenum, at his worst, even with the Rams and the Texans, I would say was better than the quarterbacks that took the field for the Broncos last year. Like, they were abysmal. They have no pocket presence. And Case Keenum is actually really good at maneuvering the pocket and showing he has a keen sense of and feel for the pocket. He makes... Smart reads most of the time, and last year that was a big issue. We were seeing really dumb reads, like a quarterback throwing across his body across the field or throwing deep to the shortest freaking receiver that's triple covered 25 yards downfield. Like we, we saw dumb decisions. So Denver just needs a guy to be smart, be effective, and just move the ball. That's all they really need. Now, before I get to this last bit, I still want to ha- – let you guys know as to why you need to become a VIP subscriber. Now, Mile High Huddle's approach to covering the Broncos isn't just about reporting the news, although we do pride ourselves on being able to relay all the breaking news on the Broncos as it's happening. What we also like to focus on is breaking down the Broncos in depth, whether it's all 22 film reviews, X's and O's, deep dive player evaluations, and now just all just kind of different kinds of evaluation stuff. We save our best and most in-depth content for our VIP subscribers, for our premium members to become Mile High Huddle VIP and get access to 100% of our written analysis, VIP insider informs. You just got to click on the green banner at the top of the website, click the monthly or annual option, and it'll become locked in. From there, you get access to everything we produce, which includes any insider information that we pick up along the way. We work hard to bring you guys the best Bronco coverage and analysis on the web. And we just ask for your support by becoming a VIP subscriber. Just pull the trigger. You guys have my word. You won't be disappointed. Now, the last little bit I want to talk about is just 
just a quick, real quick overview for the season. Denver's schedule on paper doesn't look too hard, but we never know what's going to happen until games start being played. I see a lot of people talking that are writing Denver down as a team that will won't even win seven games. I see people that are writing them down as that they're going to win at least thirteen. Now, I think both sides of that are going to be wrong. I think at worst Denver will finish eight and eight. I think we're going to see a three game step up from last year. At worst. And I think at best, we will see a 12 and 14. Now, one of the big reasons why I have a wide range on this from 8 and 8 to 12 and 4 is because of four games at Chiefs, at Oakland, home against the Chiefs, home against Oakland. Those two teams are such question marks for me because you have so many changes that happened on the Chiefs. You have a new young quarterback. How is he going to adjust? How is he going to be the starter? And in the time that we saw in the regular season, it was just okay. They're missing their top corner. They traded him away. They have they've made quite a bit of changes. They have a really good run, running back who is a rookie. Is he going to hit that sophomore slump? Just again, just so many questions. I'm not sure where they're going to be. So that's two games either way. I think that Denver ends up splitting it one one. But again, it's just too hard to say for sure as to where I think they'll be. That's why I'm giving this four game thing. And then with the Raiders, I think the Raiders will be the bottom of the division personally. But is John Gruden really as stuck in the early 2000s as he seems to be? Is this team going to be effective with all the age they've added? Is there going to be some disruption between the issues that are there between the front office and the coaching staff? These are all questions that haven't been answered yet that need to be answered. And again, 0-2, 2-0, 1-1. I'm not really sure if I had to take my guess. I think Denver 2 owes Oakland. I think that Oakland will not win more than five games this year, personally. I think they're going to be one of the worst teams in the NFL. Don't get me wrong, they still have a lot of talent, but it's just that they have a lot of issues going on right now. Cleo Mack can't carry the games, can't carry the team on his shoulders. Derek Carr is a good quarterback, but he can't do it all himself. The running game is concerning. They added age at the wrong spaces. John Gruden seems to be out of his out of his generation coaching in the NFL now. So just a lot of questions there. So I, I, what I'll say is that I think Denver finishes 10 and 6 and makes the wild card as a makes the playoffs as a wild card. That's my prediction, which gives me <laughs> from my eight and eight, 12 and 4, it's right there in between. Anyways. I want to thank you all for listening to Trickle Down Theories. I am so glad to be back. And please leave a like and subscribe. Follow me on Twitter. It's at Eric Trickle, at E-R-I-C-K-T-R-I-C-K-E-L. Make sure you're not following the parody account on me that's out there, even though sometimes they do make some funny tweets. But I don't think it's tweeted in a while. And you can always reach me on Twitter with any kind of question, and I'm more than willing to respond. Even at work, if... I'm able to get some time. I can sit down and you have a question for me and I sit on my Twitter. I'll respond to it. I love the interaction with everybody. I love talking football. Uh, it, it's one of my, it's one of the best things in life, probably second to being to my wedding day and to being a father, like talking football is probably like my favorite thing. And without your guys' support, we wouldn't be here. So I, I thank you guys for that. Also, please follow at Mile Huddle for all of our written work from mileihuddle.com and at Huddle Pod for all the podcasts that actually come out regularly spoke focus specifically on the Denver Broncos. And 
anyways, that's gonna wrap it up. Like, my throat's really sore. It's been a long time since I've had a, I've sat down and recorded and just talked, and so uh, I hope it wasn't too bad for all of you listeners. And I want to thank you all for listening to Trickle Down Theories. I'm your host, Eric Trickle, and have a wonderful day. You've been listening to Trickle Down Theories. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going.